This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of Writing Excuses has been brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash excuse for free trial membership. This is Writing Excuses Season 5, Episode 16, Critiquing Dan's First Novel. Fifteen minutes long because you're in a hurry. And I was so dumb. <laughs> I'm Brandon. I'm Dan. I'm Howard. All right. So we did this with my um, my first book. It is now t- time for Dan to get the um, the treatment the he deserves. Wonderful treatment. Uh, we're just going to read some of this, and we're going to do a, a straight-out critique. We may do some line edits. We may do some macroscopic edits. Um, so I'm going to try and read pretty quickly um, so that we can get through more of this than we did last time. All right? Okay. Captain Fendus of the Royal Guard stood at an un. Bending, stood at an unbending attention in the long, narrow throne room of Pierdrill Castle, watching his king pace slowly from the throne to the heavy wooden doors and back again. The dryads who built the room had called upon a magic completely foreign to humans, pulling stone up through the ground and molding it into a castle that was a single piece, front to back, top to bottom, still unsevered from the earth itself. Here in the throne room, towering stone pillars rose up from the floor like trees, splitting into an intricate web of branches when they reached the vaulted ceiling. The windows were spaced unevenly and each was a different flowing shape. Yet the effect was not one of chaos, but of pastoral grace and natural splendor. Okay, there's a... Is that one paragraph? It's one paragraph. Okay. Um, we're, we're, frankly, a, we're lucky it's not one sentence. There's, <laughs> there's a, uh, a discontiguity in there <laughs> where you <laughs> have... That real wow. word? You, yes, discontiguous. <laughs> so bad he had so, to make up a wow. word. <laughs> discontiguity. <laughs> 
That is a real world word. Yes. Con maybe. It's a potentially real word. Yeah, it's given. Okay, in we're German, I'm sure that's a real Dan's word. Dan's book, not my word. <laughs> the, 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 I'll say it differently. There's a disconnect between we're watching the dude at attention watch his king, and then suddenly, for the whole rest of the paragraph, we're watching that big old dang room. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, the, everything in there is probably stuff that needs to be established. It shouldn't be established in the same paragraph in that way. I'm going to say it's super unfair. Um, you're like 20 times better than I was on your first book than I was on mine. I, I, I wouldn't say that. Plus, okay, this, this was 10. written many years after your yeah, first book. Um, this, um, this was your honors thesis, um, whereas um, we... One, the one thing I can say. This up for has myself, a hard binding. Yeah, my my seventh book was my honors, honors thesis. Mm -hmm. um, so I was, but but this is this is actually not bad at all. Um, I mean, yeah, your your prose is excellent uh, yeah. for your stage. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Howard. Um, there's not anything nothing happening, yeah. which is a a pretty big cliche of the fantasy genre that. We really need to, as, um, as writers and new writers, I feel we need to stomp to death. Um, it's the cliche that fantasy starts with a long, dry, boring description. Sometimes it can start with a description, but um, you, know, you essentially have a guard watching a king doing nothing. Mm -hmm. I, I sound like a broken record sometimes when I, I tell people, oh, you need to punch this up. Um, the the thing that is happening when you said he stood at an unbending attention. Yeah. Okay. Attention is itself unbending. Mm -hmm. What you were trying to say is, in spite of the fact that this had been going on for quite some time, he still stood at attention. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which humanizes him more. Right. Which puts humanizes more stuff him into more. it. And that's how, if I were to dive into that paragraph, if that's the, if that's the point I wanted to make, yeah. that's what I would punch up. You know, the aches Captain, in his knees, yeah. the oh. aches in his back. Yeah. Um, and, and as he thought about those aches, they paled in comparison to, you know, what he knew the king must be going through right now. Yeah. And now I'm part of the story. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, that's excellent. Well, um, I, think, I think that would be a great way to fix that, though looking back at it now, I wonder if, if it's just too inactive of a concept to begin on anyway. Mm, you know, maybe. I mean, if Fendus is really interesting to us, um, is Fendus the guy who's standing up? Yeah, the Captain Fendus. If he's really interesting to us, it's going to work no matter what. Um, you can have a story begin, you know, with such silence as everyone is tensely That's waiting true. for something to happen, and then pow, it comes and everything changes. That can be a great beginning. Is, is Fendus a veteran? Does he have wounds? He is. Yeah. Okay. He's a then as warrior. he's standing at attention, you know, some of the things that aches that ache are uh, wounds that he received in the yeah. king's, and, and that draws us into him and tells us he's interesting, mm -hmm. and there will be action later. Yeah. He will fight a lion again. Maybe. Maybe. You think. Second paragraph. Behind Fendus stood four rows of soldiers, and across from him four more, stretching the length of the throne room in an opulent display of power. Their mail coats glittered in the sunlight that shone, down, shone through the windows, and their stiff leather leggings were newly washed and dyed a deep blue of the Peardwell house. On each shoulder's breast hung a blue leather vest bearing the Peardwell coat of arms, a white shield trimmed in gold. Um, lum, lum, lum. King wasn't paying attention <laughs> to them. Nah, nah, nah. Blah, blah, King, blah. King was waiting for a visitor. After 2,000 years, a dryad was coming to, in peace to Beardwell Castle. 
is how it ends. You guys think that Brandon was skipping over stuff? That's actually what it says. <laughs> no. That's you, you got that past the, uh, past the thesis committee by sneaking the, the blah, 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 blahs into the middle of yeah. the paragraphs. No, I mean, um, I, I skipped things because I didn't want to go too far right. into stuff <clears throat> we had just talked about. So yeah. Yeah. We, we get our story hook at the, the se end of the second paragraph. Mm -hmm. big, two big meaty paragraphs followed by, the king was waiting for a visitor. After 2,000 years, a dryad was coming in peace to Peerdwell Castle. Mm -hmm. You know what? That sentence right there, after 2,000 years, a dryad was coming in peace to Pyridil Castle is a great first line for a book. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that could, that, that's very good. I mean, and then, yeah, and you jump from there to, you know, the king pacing back and forth nervously, and now we know why, mm -hmm. and his guard is watching him, and now we know who our point of view character is. Um, you, just turn, you just flip the whole thing upside down, and, and you've... Uh, uh, broken record, broken record, See, punched it yeah. up. <laughs> I'm not going to flip it upside down personally. I'm going to say um, I really like the pe Captain um, Fendus standing at attention, um, aching, and put it in his viewpoint as he waits either nervously or what, um, and then end it with this sentence, um, and, but put it into his viewpoint, kind of show us a little bit okay. more what he thinks of Dryads, why he's worried, yeah. that sort of thing. You know what, stylistically, both approaches work. Yeah. I'm not sure what the whole story is about. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I am increasingly convinced that if your first line, uh, embedded in your first line, uh, you need to have the promise of the whole story. Right. If this is Fendus's story and he's valiant, then him at attention is great. Um, if the dryads are changing history, then, you know, the, the other is, mm -hmm. is great. I, I don't know what and works better. I, I do think a lot of it also depends on genre. You know, in an yeah. epic fantasy that's going to be very long, right. you can have a hook two paragraphs in. That's, you can. that's a very small yeah. thing to get through. Um, if, if you're writing a book that's much, supposed to be much quicker and punchier, then you would want the hook to, to come as, as soon as possible. See, I, um, like I said before, this is not um, nearly as dreadful as, um, as things I'm used to seeing from new writers, this is much better. Oh. Um, and this is, this is really actually pretty solid. And I wouldn't mind a, um, a hook two paragraphs in. I just want more of a character hook. Mm -hmm. um, I'm less interested about in this opulent room than I am in the people that are in it. And that's a, that's a common failing from, from new fantasy writers is to, to talk about the things and not the people. Mm -hmm. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's stop for our book of the week, which um, Howard is going to give us. Oh, go for it. Yep. Uh, well, last week, um, Emily uh, plugged We Free Men from the Tiffany Aching series. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just finished reading I Shall Wear Midnight, which is the fourth book in the Tiffany Aching series. Okay. Um, it is absolutely delightful. It's my favorite of those books. Um, Terry Pratchett has this ability to make me laugh and make me cry and draw me into these characters, um, uh, draw me into their story in a way that very, very few writers do. I haven't tried the Tiffany Aching books. I'm one sitting on my um, nook right now to be read. I've heard, though, that they, from many readers of Terry Pratchett's work, that they think they're his finest books. I I believe that. I think they are his his very finest work. Anyway, so uh, have a visit to audiblepodcast.com slash excuse. You can kick off a free 15-day or 14-day free membership, um, trial membership, support the podcast, and uh, enjoy some fine, fine work while you're at it. All right. Let's delve back into Dan's book because we've got something very interesting to talk about in the next paragraph, I think. Um, this, is, this is a very common problem of new writers. A messenger from the eastern border had arrived bearing the news of the visitor only an hour ago, but somehow the king had known of it much earlier and had set the castle bustling since before dawn to prepare for the visitor's arrival. Maids had scrubbed the corridors of the castle until the so- stone shine like glass, and the courtyard had been scru- scrupti- scrumptiously? <laughs> Oh, scrupulously. Scrupulously? Scrupulously. Man, I can't read today. Oh. Scrupulously clean. I like the scrumptiously clean. Scrumptiously better. Clean. Scrumptiously would be pretty discontiguous. Scrupulously <laughs> cleaned and straightened by the pages and stable boys. Every wall between the front gate and the throne room had been hung with tapestries and lots of other cool stuff done for about five more sentences. Um, the ancient standards of the dryads whose castle this had been 2,000 years ago is how it ends. Cool. I write really long sentences. I've, I've cut down on the length of my sentences significantly since then. That's a very meaty paragraph. Um, you guys only got a little bit of it. So uh, what's going on here that I, the first thing I would point out is um, new writers like to um, not start the story where the story starts. Mm-hmm. Or feel bad when they actually do start the story where the story starts of all the stuff they didn't get to tell you. And so spend paragraphs and paragraphs telling you about all the stuff they would have put in if they would have started the story earlier. Yeah. And I know I, from when, when I first started writing, the first two or three books that I wrote, I felt obligated to cover, you know, to actually describe everything the characters did all the time. Right. Which you don't need to do. You don't. And so I could have started that back when, oh, look, there's a messenger coming. But then I would have had to say, well, okay. And then Fendus sat around for an hour waiting for the message, you know, and then yeah. all the time you don't actually have to fill that I felt obligated at that 
period to fill. Right. Well, and the other thing is you, you really could have done this. Again, there's some really good writing in this. Um, the descriptions are, are quite good. Um, but you could have done it with one or two uber sentences instead if you would have been on a little bit higher level of, of description and had Fendis notice, you know, even that tapestry on the wall that it hadn't been cleaned you know, since his grandma lived in the castle, had been taken down and washed, and now he could see the little details and markings of the battles that he had been lost in grime, um, mm -hmm. you know, um, since, since he'd been a little boy. Even that had been cleaned. That one moment, one description like that, can indicate the entire yeah. castle's been scrubbed clean and do it in a much more descriptively interesting well, way. Well, and do it through the lens of a character. Yeah. So it's not just the yeah. narrator telling you, it's the character right. noticing things and, yeah. and, well, and pointing we, we, out the things that are important yeah. to him. We want to have everything evoke plot, character, or, um, or setting. and do multiple things in each sentence, right? That's, um, that's what Kurt Vonnegut's rules of writing. Yeah. Um, and in this, if you can have it, the, you know, the sentence indicate how long he's been in the castle and things like this, you can, you can give backstory to him while giving visual cues of the current setting. I took issue with the sentence, the, the messenger had arrived. Is that the, yeah. the way that sentence begins? The messenger had arrived. Uh, is okay. I'm not an English major, so I don't know what tense of the verb we're dealing with. But what the the effect on the reader is? You've stomped the brakes all the way to the floor. Um, mm -hmm. Any motion that we had yeah. uh, has has just been thrown off. Um, we could talk about the messenger whose arrival kicked all this off without using that particular construct. You know, yeah. the messenger whose arrival uh, had the king so worried. You know, stood in the corner casually, whatever. See, that's that's what mm -hmm. I would have done is yeah. had him glance mm. at the messenger who was pale faced um, and glanced back at him. You know, and Fendis yeah. knows his name and knows that this is not an easily shaken person. And to see him white faced makes Fendis even more worried. Um, things like that. Or, you know, if the purpose is to uh, show that, you know, they're waiting for this this uh, dryad or whatever to show up, it could also work. Um, you know, this is me post-editing my own stuff. Uh, if they can see him in the distance, and that's our clock. Yeah. You know, is they look out the window, okay, he's coming. It looks like he'll be here well, about 15 the lesson, minutes. And the lesson he's for those who are listening to the cast is that as we go back and review our older stuff, you know, if, if this, is, this is a trunk novel for mm -hmm. you, um, if you were to go back and rewrite this, you'd be making all of these decisions. Uh, you may be making much yeah. broader decisions and saying, oh, you know what, this Captain Fendus, he's not all that interesting. I'm going to go with a different <laughs> character. And then the whole thing's out the window. But these are the sorts of decisions we have to make when mm -hmm. we go back and do a, do a rewrite. Um, next paragraph, I'm just going to read um, a couple lines of it. <clears throat> Calling them dryads, dryads Fendus knew was an epithet. Or, and rather inaccurate. And, he, and though he had never seen one, he had been told by those who had that the first impression was never what you expected. The name Dryad implied a wild, unkept creature of nature, more tree than man, but in truth, Dryads, called Dwinian in their own tongue, were civilized and elegant. They had built this castle in ancient times, and then we go into a history lesson. Um, a Dryad visitor on the sign of truth was an event unheard of in four centuries of government. King Zandrid uh, chose to accept the visit, but had hung the tapestries as a reminder to his visitor of who had won their battles and who had lost. Did, did you just tell us, Dryad, 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 oh, by the way, never say Dryad, 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 Dryad. <laughs> Is that what you just did? No, yep. no, it's okay because it's in the viewpoint of a character who might use the epithet Dryad. 
but he wouldn't use it as an epithet, would he? He might. This guy would. This guy. So if this he doesn't guy like the dryads, okay. he calls them dryads. All right. You know, honestly, what, what keeps occurring to me as you read all of this is that the entire thing would work really well as a walk and talk between, you know, Captain Fendus and the king. Yeah. You know, as they are discussing, uh, you know, the dryads are coming, talk, you know, contrast the racism between the How two characters. How many times do I need to yeah. tell you to not like use that. that word? Right. Yeah. Um, we could get all of this in dialogue through character instead of narration. Yep. Yeah, you certainly could. Um, the Dryad shows up, um, I think, four pages later um, after lots wow. of discussion. Um, and it turns <laughs> so out... I expected, given the pace of what we yeah, did so far, um, we, we first go into before, uh, more about the preparations and Fendus being proud of his soldiers and then talks about how awesome his king is. Um, and then they cite the dryad, and then they have a short dialogue and then huge paragraphs of description. Um, anyway. Um, Fast this in contrast to the John Cleaver books in which over the course of the novels, I never even tell you what color his hair is. Yep. Yep, you have <laughs> certainly grown as a writer. <laughs> Um, yeah, it is. So, Dan, any last thoughts on Any this? last thoughts on that? Mm -hmm. um, it is not as bad as I remember it. Yeah, that's what I thought about mine. The I like certain the hardback parts binding. Were way worse. Yeah, I mean, it, it's yeah. definitely very overwritten, and that was, yeah. that was a huge thing, and that's a thing that, uh, that I knew and specifically worked on as a writer yeah. was to stop overwriting stuff, and I've had that tendency since high school. Um, but... Honestly, I think most of it is just a pacing thing and what you know, rearranging the get? information. What degree did you get for having <clears throat> oh, this editing? Was yeah, the, I, I graduated with uh, with university honors, and this okay, was my I teach thesis for that. Writing to undergraduates, this is better than ninety-five percent of what I'm submitted. So burn his yeah. class. No, no, you guys listening, you're in the five percent too. Yeah, of course, all of you guys. <laughs> all of you guys. Because you listen to our podcast. Yeah. Speaking of burn, the, mm -hmm. the hardback binding and the, the pages there, that's, that actually looks like fantastic, you know, cordwood for the zombie apocalypse. You know, oh, should yeah. you need to burn things, mm. start there. Okay. All right, Dan, I'm going to let you give us our uh, book of, or our, our writing our prompt. Writing prompt. And remember yeah. that time travelers may be reading this <laughs> may be reading this for yeah. last week. Right now. Okay, this is... Um, Take an idiomatic expression and literalize it. So, for example, the crack of dawn, a world in which dawn actually cracks visibly or, you know, audibly, and, and then describe that going on. Who's Not as dawn? a pun, but as a, as a world-building information. Who's dawn again? I, well, whoever <laughs> you want dawn to be. <laughs> okay, this has been writing excuses. You're out of excuses. Now go write. And that was a bad joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> Discontiguous. <laughs> Scrumptious. <laughs> Scrumptiously discontiguous Scrumptious. joke. <laughs> this is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.